Welcome to the Open Sourcing Mental Illness Podcast. Each episode is an interview with someone from the tech community that has been impacted by mental health issues. Hello, my name is Joe Ferguson. I'm a board member for the Open Sourcing Mental Illness, a 501c3 nonprofit charity that's focused on changing how we talk about mental health in the tech industry. Today, I'm talking to my good friend and fellow OSME board member, Gary Hawken. Hi, Gary. How's it going? I'm very good, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Good, good. Uh, we met in... Well, I guess we met through our how I've met so many other people, uh, specifically in the PHP community, uh, through Twitter. But we didn't actually meet until I want to say Sunshine PHP two years ago. I yes, I think so. It may well be, as you know, with these kind of uh, conference type things that we actually met uh, before that, but only said hi and didn't really kind of hang out right. and get to know each other, which happens quite often, right? But we certainly. Um, hang out and had conversations and actually spend some time together. I think that would, the first time we did that would have been Sunshine PHP, I agree. Right. And we also have uh, joined forces with Ed Finkler in uh, in Osme. Uh, you and I are both board members on the nonprofit. We are. Uh, so we are responsible for uh, the official monster that Ed has created with open sourcing mental illness. Indeed, indeed. I mean, it. I'm, I'm incredibly proud to to be able to say that you know not only um, are we both uh, volunteers because of course being on the board makes you a volunteer as well as being on the board, but also on the board. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's it's amazing to think really um, that that uh, you know this amazing organization that is doing so much good for everyone in the community and uh, particularly people like myself. Um, that that I can be involved in that thing, which is amazing when you think of it. Yeah, I was really uh, was really, uh, as I've said on the podcast before, I was really uh, taken aback by seeing Ed talk in 2014 at PHP Tech, and that's really kind of when I got involved and really wanted to to push Ed to do as much as we possibly could. And uh, I've I've had my own struggles with mental health. What was it that drew you into uh, wanting to be involved uh, with Osme? Um, I think um, I saw uh, Ed speak, I think he, uh, he gave his open source and mental illness talk at, uh, it would have been 20, I'm going to say 2014, True North PHP, I'm not 100%, it may have been a year later, and as you know, these <laughs> these events tend to kind of all blend into one, um, but uh, yeah, I saw Ed talk, and I mean, realistically, I've been... Um, uh, had my head in the sand about my own problems for a number of years. I'd been slowly um, deteriorating with my own anxiety, which is something I suffer um, badly with in periods. In periods, I, I don't suffer at all, but there are periods where, you know, it's it's quite bad. Um, and I just, yeah, been in denial, total denial f about that situation for a long time. Um, and... Yeah, making um, seeing Ed speak and seeing Ed speaking honestly and openly made me kind of confront the fact that I did have a problem. Um, and uh, he talked about open source and mental illness then. I I knew Ed since before meet you know meeting him um, through Osme, if if you will. I I knew Ed um, not particularly well, but I knew of Ed and we'd had some conversations around tech before this. So yeah, it was it was a big eye opener for me. You know. It, it, this organization is what has led to a absolute 
direct improvement in my quality of life that's all i can say you know and ed in particular but but the organization too has has really made that much of a difference to my life so the least i could do is to is to help where i can i mean i don't do as much on the board as you joe you know you're the stalwart who's driving this thing forward for us which for which we thank you but it's a it's an absolute um pleasure to be able to you know if i can help one person 10% of the way that Ed helped me, then, you know, I, I, I'll be delighted. That's that's absolutely why I'm involved as well. And I, I feel like it's it's just like why I try to do so much stuff in the PHP community and, and specifically with my local user group is I feel like I was helped so much when I was getting into the community and getting my career started. I was helped so much by people who didn't expect anything in return. And like Cal Evans talks about a lot, if you've ever heard him speak, he always talks about you owe these people a debt. Now, it's not my job or anybody's job to ensure you repay that debt, but it's your responsibility to find a way to repay it uh, the best way you can. And the best way I've found is to pay it forward in terms of going to conferences, speaking at conferences, speaking about what I've learned and the experiences I've had. And uh, I, I guess my role in Osmi is trying to take some of the community building and nonprofit uh, management uh, that that I've learned by doing uh, local stuff here in Memphis and applying that uh, expertise, if you will, and I use that term very loosely when it comes to my uh, my abilities uh, in terms of management, but just trying to give back uh, to, to what Ed's doing and supporting him and. and like you said, if I could do 10% of what he's done for me to somebody else, or if I can bring somebody else uh, or open, raise their awareness to what I was completely blind to, and like you said, had my head in the sand. I mean, I I sat there uh, at, outside the door, outside the room at PHP Tech. It was one of the uh, one of the evening events where they had uh, a mental health prompt uh, panel that they had. Uh, they had Ed and a bunch of other speakers there. Uh, the MH Prompt, Mental Health Prompt, uh, was the organization, I think, that helped organize that. And Osme wasn't really, I mean, it was a thing then, but it wasn't an organized thing. It was still Ed saying, hey, I want to talk about the stuff. And people were just like, that's really awesome. We want to let you talk about that stuff. So that's, you know, sitting outside of the packed room and hearing Ed speak. And Patty Ferran was another speaker that really uh, kind of gave me a lot of uh, insight into my own issues. And I was just going down almost a checklist of what Ed and Patty were talking about in terms of, you know, the issues I had, the anxiety, the the depression. And I didn't even know what it was at the time. I didn't know that I was depressed and it was eye opening. And I came back home from that conference and I sat down with the wife and talked to her and I was like, holy shit, all of these things. And she was like, yep, uh, that's what I've been telling you, but you kind of have to find that stuff for yourself. Right. It's kind of like, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe you can relate to this. Maybe, maybe you can't, but in terms of, me getting help and realizing that there was a problem it it i it took a lot for me to get my head out of the sand and realize that yes that was a problem because i was just too blind to it and not that i didn't not that i felt like i couldn't be depressed or i just felt like the stuff that i was dealing with was two first world problems i yeah. mean i didn't i mean i i felt like i was too privileged to be sick in any mental health or whatever yeah. so i i don't know I, I, I'm. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. And 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 I have to say that when you start talking about 
this stuff to people who are in similar situations or the same situation as you i think the phrase i couldn't agree more is used a lot because that's the whole um joy for me of this organization is realizing that people are going through exactly the same thing you're going through or a very similar thing to you're going through and being able to talk to people about it is something that has really been important to me um you know, I, I talk in in um, some of the, the talks I do when I talk about my um, my upbringing and where I come from in life. You know, I don't talk about this stuff to my, uh, let's just use the phrase real life friends, even though that's a horrible phrase. Um, but, you know, the, the friends who I see day to day, who I've grown up with, you know, there's still a huge stigma around discussing this stuff. There's a few people who I've mentioned it to and who, you know, will say the right things. But there's not a lot of comfort in discussing this stuff with friends and family at home to be honest you know whereas when when i feel like when i'm in a tech conference around people who um are volunteers for osme or who are aware of it or who have shown public um support towards the organization i can just talk about this stuff and it makes a massive difference to me it really makes a huge difference to me knowing there are people who i can talk to who understand um and that's kind of the big deal. That's one of the reasons I was in denial is because of the way that I was brought up in the area that I was brought up. You just don't talk about these, you know, we're British, stiff up a lip, get on with it, pull yourself together. Um, you know, that's the mentality and it's completely wrong. It's awful, but it is the mentality. Right. And I think that that comfort level is 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 there once you... Once you kind of like, it's like going to a tech conference and like specifically like going into a PHP conference, you know, all the other attendees, you have this language in common. So the, the icebreaker is already done for you. It's like, Hey, what do you do with PHP? I mean, yeah. the, the, uh, the veil is already lifted when you come up to somebody and you're representing Osme or you're talking about Osme or, uh, just sitting at the table, people will approach you out of nowhere and say, Hey, I just want to find out more or uh, somebody at uh, at a conference I was just at uh, came up to me and said, Hey, I, I wanted to know if you guys do anything or deal with anything specifically about addiction. Yeah. And I waited and, and he waited specifically until nobody else was around because he knows there's a huge stigma around yeah. addiction and mental health, just like there's a mental health stigma. And it's, it's reassuring that, we just by having a booth at a conference can provide that kind of uh, not really familiarity, but that that level of comfort to somebody to allow somebody to approach a total stranger about that kind of topic and try to find help and support. And I think that's what uh, I have found in Osme because I, I wouldn't be talking about this stuff with my family or my friends if I wasn't involved with Osme. I mean, that would, I wouldn't even know where to start. I wouldn't know how to talk to anybody about this, but because I'm involved in Osme, my family has started talking to me about about it more and more, and it's it's opened up uh, my my family's eyes a good bit to yeah. uh, mental health issues and and dealing with that kind of stuff and being aware of it, and it's it's just really really eye opening and comforting that I mean it feels like I have a different. Uh, and maybe it's no, no, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that I have a different upbringing. Obviously, we, we both have different upbringings, but I feel like yeah. I have the opposite uh, feeling of how I can discuss this with my friends and family because they know I'm involved with it. But if they didn't know I was involved with it, I would just like you said, it would be a real struggle to try to figure out how to 
how to start that conversation or have that conversation. But because I'm involved with it, a lot of my friends will come to me like privately and say, hey, I'm, I'm having issues with this. I, I get where you're coming from. I appreciate what you're trying to do. And that's, uh, that's very rewarding to be able to find that connection with somebody that I just know socially from the local tech community. Uh, and that, that's essentially, uh, I, I'm going to throw him under the bus, but Jason Charns, who is a great Ruby guy uh, locally in Memphis, and he's done some uh, mental health speaking about uh, for the mental health prompt. And he's gone to conferences and spoken about his experiences. And he was one of the first people that when he found out I was involved with Osme, he kind of reached out to me and he was like, man, that's really awesome. I'm glad you're doing it. This has really helped me out as well. And finding that common ground uh, to be able to talk with people in meet space or in real life, whatever you want to call it, has really helped me kind of find my comfort level in talking to people about my own issues. Uh, And this podcast, I was just telling Ed earlier today that this podcast has also helped me. I feel like at any minute I'm just going to break down into a a crying mess talking about the issues that I've struggled with. So if that happens, I'm terribly sorry. But (laughs) yeah, I I just I warned Ed. I was like, this may happen. We may have to scrap that episode. I don't know that I could actually release it, but we'll see. So yeah, I sorry. Go ahead. I'm absolutely laughing at you there as well, so I guess that's not going to help your, uh, <laughs> your fragile <laughs> mental state at the moment. This episode is done. <laughs> it's 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 good. I mean, I'm sure people can see that we're we're good friends, um, and and I'm 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 allowed to to cross a small line with you, Joe. So it's all yes, good. yes. I but, I think uh, there it's. I don't know. I there's this, and, I, and you know, I like to post uh, the the snips from uh, Slack, the Osme Slack that we share, where we're giving each other hard times, and it's all in camaraderie. It's all in fun. It's all in jest. It's it's almost never serious. And sometimes I wonder that people are missing and they don't get the joke because they don't realize that we actually are really really good friends. <laughs> and that's what's that's another thing that's been awesome with Osme is becoming much more familiar and much more uh, better friends with a lot of the people uh, that have volunteered uh, to to help do stuff with Osme. So uh, that's been been really, really awesome. The, the, the thing for me is that I find it difficult, um, going back to your point earlier, that I find it somewhat difficult to speak to family and friends because, and this is through no fault of their own, it's like my parents um, and... I hope they don't watch this, but it's fine. Um, my parents, it they find it very difficult to know what to say to me. And then I end up just getting frustrated with them because, like, my dad will say something like, oh, yeah, um, I'm a warrior too, so I know what you're going through. Which, while said in a complete correct spirit and the complete, right, for the right reasons, is, like, really undercooking the, the way that I feel when I'm when I'm in the you know in the midst of a proper um, um, anxiety um, attack when I'm at, at my lowest you know it, it, it transcends being um, a warrior but he I know he's saying these things for the right reasons but it's it just becomes difficult because my mother doesn't want to uh, know too much because she worries about me something awful which she should do as i do for my kids and you know everyone does for theirs um so i find it a very it's a very uncomfortable conversation to have with my parents which is something i'm quite sad about but you know such is life really but um 
yeah, it's not that I don't want to discuss it with them. I just find it incredibly difficult um, and draining. So, yeah, I, I, I've been really lucky. And for the record, my mom does listen to this uh, this podcast. So, uh, and, and not that I'm holding back because of that. Yeah, Gary's waving. Say hi to Gary, mom. Uh, not that I'm holding back anything because I because of who may may see this or anything. I I, I don't want to give that impression at all. Uh, but. Yeah, my family has been really awesome about it and understanding. And while they don't necessarily get get it, they they understand and they're definitely supportive uh, of everything I've done. And uh, my mom works for a local church organization, and they actually have uh, a mental health support group. And I've been passing a lot of the Osmi resources wow. over to them, and they've been distributing them as well. So that's that's awesome to to have. Uh, this close to home as well, especially in Memphis, where uh, there's not a lot of mental health uh, support or uh, opportunities to to get help uh, in, in in a public way, or or where there's a lot of uh, public discussion about it, just because of that stigma, uh, and 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 that's even transcending just the tech community where where we focus. That's you know just society at, at a much broader uh, and, and open level. So. That, that's a that's a whole other problem that I won't try to to tackle in in a uh, in a podcast. No, I hear you. It, it, it's it's strange. Um, yeah, I've had some I've had some people uh, who I know who follow me on Twitter who are you know friends or friends of friends who I'll see now and again will have said to me, "Oh, you know, why are you doing this? This you know, you do a lot of tweeting about uh, this mental illness charity. Um, you know what." how are you involved why are you involved and and i'll be completely honest and say look i blah 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 i suffer with this i suffer with that and they people are amazing because they're like oh i never knew um blah 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 but i still find it much easier to talk to people who i've met through the tech community which is incredibly strange when you analyze it that way but makes a lot of sense in another way i i think it's the uh the familiarity based on the already known and understood common interests because i feel the exact same way i feel like i could go up to anybody in the php community and start talking to them about osmi just because we have such a great presence whereas somebody from the python community or ruby community it may not be as easy of a of, of a contribution or a uh, exchange mm. or conversation but it would still be you know we still have that shared interest of programming so there's still common ground and I think with somebody off the street, that's much harder to do, uh, and especially at a local level where uh, you're just at a shop and trying to do shopping or something, and it's like, have you heard the good word of Osme? And people <laughs> just look at you weird, as they probably should if you do that. So don't do that. I, I think I quite like the idea of, <laughs> of doing that. I mean, yeah, that sounds that sounds intriguing. No, it's it's... It's strange because a lot of I mean the word open sourcing in the in the Osme is kind of the key there really isn't it because we are used to collaboration um, and we are used to people giving to open source projects without expecting a lot in return. There is in I don't like to say like in the development community because I would suspect that it's a minority of the development community that participate in open source certainly um in php we have a very small minority that would be uh aware of and using the open source sort of mantra 
in that they'll be contributing and consuming open source uh, packages but even if you're only like consuming osme rather than contributing back it's fine because there's this expected social contract in in um open source that you know these people are doing it for the for the the good of the community and and that is kind of why we'll always be kind of linked to a, to a development community rather than me being able to set up a stand in my local um you know my <laughs> local supermarket and start collecting money but you know that's a good thing because it means that all the things we've discussed about familiarity and all that stuff is really important to the organization right yeah, and I think that's one of the things that uh, confuses people when they when they first see uh, see us at a conference or they first see the organization is they come up and they don't understand how you open source something like mental health, and you kind of have to explain. Well, it's the open source principle where we share everything we do as much as we can with anyone who's interested, and we're just doing work to talk about uh, mental health issues. Uh, so. And the first thing I always come back to is, well, we have these three handbooks that we did uh, in, in, with the support and help of a couple different doctors. Uh, we give that away for absolutely free. You can go see the source, how we build our files. It's all on, the, on GitHub. Uh, you can see uh, as much of our website and internal tools that we use. We open source that as much as we possibly can. Uh, we share all of our research that we do from our surveys, which that's one of the things that we have coming up. Uh, we need to start working on for 2017 is the 2017 Mental Health and Tech Survey. Uh, we put all of the results from the previous, I think, three or four years of data that we have. Uh, we put it all on Kaggle, which is a open source uh, data science platform where anybody who is interested can go and download our data and do all kinds of uh, analysis. Uh, there's a gentleman who has written a couple different blog posts on our data, uh, drawn a couple different interesting conclusions uh, based on our data. So it's really cool to be able to see that open source principle uh in, in alive and well and, and working out very well because it's just like uh, building a PHP framework and then putting it out there and seeing somebody else take it and do something really cool with it. Mm. It's essentially the same thing that we're doing with our data and seeing somebody else uh, create pretty graphs and, and do all kinds of analysis and stuff, stuff that I wouldn't be able to do myself, but I know how to collect survey data and get it onto a platform where somebody can uh, analyze it or do something with it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of key that we know our limitations. I think. I think that's fundamentally um, a good thing. Obviously. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to see the results of the uh, the mental health and tech survey this year and how things have changed. Um, I, I'm really interested to see um, if that the problem is obviously that our um, our pool of 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 survey. Uh, the people who complete the survey is kind of self-selecting. So <laughs> it would be nice if we could get some more exposure. So if you're, uh, if you're listening to the podcast and if you uh, work for a bigger organization or if you um, have, you know, uh, substantial Twitter followers or if you have any platform um, and, and, you know, it's not all about financial donations towards me. If you can can get more people taking the the survey, that's a really big deal for us. That is a really big deal for us. Getting more eyes and more completed surveys is really important. Right, and it's not just about how big your platform is either. It's it's. I mean, every follower that yeah. you have may not be someone who's ever heard of Osme. So even if you have two followers, that's just more exposure. And most of the time, you're not going to be able to look at somebody and say, oh, you obviously have mental health issues. Here's a link to Osme. Go help yourself. 
Uh, you, you can't see the people who are sick with mental health issues for the most part. I mean, depending on the severity, but most of the time it's your neighbor, it's a family member, it's a friend that just doesn't know how to express that they're sick. And uh, so being able to share that, especially on social media, on a platform where you can just throw it out there and whoever wants to consume it can consume it uh, is definitely helpful. And that's where we've gained a lot of traction. And it, it warms my heart when I see people who I wouldn't normally associate with uh, mental health issues donate to the, the organization or uh, retweet us or uh, talk about us. It's, it's really awesome to see people, especially in the tech commu- uh, different tech communities, uh, start talking about this. Uh, when we started working on our fundraiser this year for 2017, we went out to we tried to get out to a lot of different communities to find stuff to uh, incentivize people donating uh, and give away. And we got we got outside pretty well of the PHP community, which was awesome. Uh, I mean, obviously the PHP community is where a lot of us uh, live, but it's greater. The problem is greater than just what's in the PHP community. So we definitely have to step up our our outreach, and that's part of the goals uh, of the organization is to step up that out reach and really make it more uh, tech focused yes. uh, is where our priorities are, not just the PHP community. And we've always been really good about that. Ed has gone to a ton of conferences and given talks. Uh, a lot of non-PHP conferences, a lot of non-PHP user groups uh, have had Ed come speak. And hopefully this year we'll be able to do even more of that. Yep. And I mean, obviously, because we, we've come from the PHP community, the, the you know, the not all of us on the board, actually, but myself, yourself, um, and, and Ed have come from the PHP community. It's easy for us to stay where it's familiar and safe, but that's definitely not the intention. Um, so Ed um, currently uh, is unavailable to speak, uh, given his uh, Stronger Than Fear talk in, in Europe. So We'll be having a blog post published soon. I may as well mention it here as well that I'm available to um, to give that talk in Europe. So if there's any any conferences inside of the tech community, uh, or if you want me to come and give it at a you know at a uh, a user group within reason, uh, if I could do two or three user groups over a few days, I would definitely be interested in that. Then yeah, let us know because um, we do. I do have the resource to be able to deliver that talk to to events in the in europe now um which hasn't been possible before so that's kind of good news but yeah definitely we're interested in stepping outside of our comfort zone and stepping outside of where we've started and expanding into tech in general that's a kind of big goal for back end of 2017 and 2018 i think yeah, I've started working on a talk uh, that is uh, my own version of how I kind of found Osme, and, and it's it's not necessarily just a copy and paste of Ed's Stronger Than Fear talk, but it's uh, it's my own take on it, and I've started pitching that to conferences, uh, and we'll we'll see. So uh, I have to contend with Ed though, and Ed's probably submitting to the same conferences I'm submitting to. So obviously they're going to take Ed over me, but we'll see. You know, it's uh. It's all about uh, getting more people to go and, and speak about this openly. And uh, we've had a lot of great support from conferences, uh, Lone Star PHP, uh, PHP Tech, uh, Midwest PHP, uh, almost uh, any conference in the PHP community where uh, Ed and I or yourself is going to go speak, they, they're almost always open to letting us uh, have a table or place a banner or put out stickers. So we've had tremendous support from the community uh, and not just PHP conferences, but a lot of different conferences have, have helped us out with, in that regard. And one of the other things that we're looking at doing is sponsoring conferences where we where we can, where it's financially feasible to get our name out there and and outside of the, the PHP community. 
exactly yes exactly and um i think you know i know that we're not even into the halfway point of the year but 2017 is kind of mapped out for me already sadly but one of my goals for 2018 will be to try and reach other communities other events um luckily you know i'm very lucky working at JetBrains, where i have other developer advocates who are in other uh, communities so i have resource to be able to um speak to these people and find out which conferences i should be submitting to and finding out which conferences maybe uh, ed or yourself can submit to outside of the the norm um because yeah it's important for us to to get outside of uh, our our smaller circle at the moment and into the wider community um if anyone uh is watching and or listening and is interested in getting someone um from osme to speak at their conference please get in touch we can we can um we may be able to help uh, financially if you're a smaller event and you don't have a big budget to get someone um to fly in um if you can if you want us to speak and you can cover costs i mean that's the holy grail for us so yeah definitely get in touch that's the dream that's the dream absolutely <laughs> but also depending on where you are in the us uh ed and i are in central us uh so <coughs> it's easy for us to drive uh to some conferences so uh, definitely give us give us a shout you can find us uh, you can contact us through email uh, info at osmihelp.org uh, you can find us on Twitter at OzmiHelp. You can find us on Facebook. We're on all the social media platforms, well, most of the social media platforms. Uh, all these small instances and, and new things popping up, we can't cover them all, but uh, you can find us on the major platforms. Uh, so shifting topic a, a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. Gary, what what has been your experience, uh, not necessarily just with JetBrains, but working in the tech uh, industry and with regards to how your employers uh, handle mental health issues, have you had? Uh, not, I'm not really looking for good or bad experiences no, no. here, but what what's been your impression? It's it's difficult to say really because I've been freelance a lot, um, and because I have never actually approached an employer apart from JetBrains to. Um, reveal my uh my mental my mental illness uh which says enough about the state of uh you know that kind of thing in the uk in itself like there's times where i've definitely been suffering before i um would have uh, you know admitted to myself and, and gone to my gp and, and 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 got the help that i needed where i've been I've missed work where I was working a full-time job in an office. You know, I work remote now and I work kind of more flexible time, so it's a lot easier. But I've definitely missed work and and told them, oh, you know, I I had the flu or food poisoning where realistically, you know, in all honesty, I was suffering quite badly with with my anxiety. So I've definitely lied to employers in the the past. Um, And would I do that again? Probably if I wasn't working, you know, it's still an incredibly difficult thing to try and um, broach with an employer, even now. Right, I, it's, it's I, really, I, yeah, it's really hard to, or, or that's kind of part of the, the stigma that we're trying to help raise awareness on is that just because, I mean, you can be sick and not be physically ill. I mean, anxiety is just like having a cold. It's just as it's just as being sick and worthy of calling in sick uh, as any other illness is. And you should be able to call in saying, "I'm scared to leave the house today," or "I'm scared that I 
uh, this crushing task is, 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 you know, this crushing anxiety that I have, uh, is preventing me from being productive today. And what we've found in our mental health and tech surveys is that a lot of people are scared to talk to their employers about this. And even so much that we've started finding out that it's really, really expensive for employers to continue to have people work when they're not feeling well, because they're just not as productive and they lose so much productivity uh, trying where an employee just tries to work through the illness. I mean, when you're sick with the flu and you're trying to work, you know you're not as productive as uh, you would be if you were well. And just like if you have severe anxiety or other mental health issues, you're just not going to be as uh, as productive or performant. And it's it's just not worth the 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 added stress to you as the employee, and it's not worth the the uh, the potential. Uh, issues with the employer in terms of uh, the work that you're doing isn't uh, a high enough quality or you're not meeting a deadline because you're stressed out over something and, and that kind of thing. So it, it's just that raising that awareness and making that kind of a, a known uh, issue and, and making that okay and realizing that that's okay. Yeah, and it's easier said than done, right? That's the sad thing oh, about absolutely. everything that we're, that we're trying to do in, in Osme is it's a shame because, I, I mean, I can only speak about the UK and I can only give my own opinions, but the sad thing is that um, because I live in the UK and because we have the National Health Service and because we have free healthcare in inverted commas which is absolutely not free but let's not go there um stress related illnesses and depression has become one of the main ways that you can go on the long term sick when you're not really sick so it's become a and obviously this is all just my opinion this isn't fact um it's become a way to live on disability disability benefits um without because there's no physical symptoms you know you say that you you can't work because you have uh you know a bad back they can give you scans and they can check you and they can test you and they can see you doing tamping bowling and figure out that you're lying but when you have a when you give a mental illness as the reason it's incredibly difficult for them to to prove that you're not mentally you know don't have mental mental illness so there's a stigma around it more so in the UK because people always question you and say, oh, you know, oh, he's it's a typical thing when people say, oh, so-and-so's off on, on stress leave and then laugh, you know, stress leave. Like, yeah, but that person could legitimately be incredibly stressed and need the time off work. They could need three to six months off work to reset themselves and get back to it. But there is a, an added stigma to that kind of thing in the UK. Yeah, it's it's that subjectiveness that that comes with. Uh, oh, just get over the stress. You yeah. know, it's not a binary. Uh, you're sick or you're not. It's the subjective thing that that uh, that people like to, or that people like to think of it as a subjective uh, yeah. illness. Absolutely. Where it's just like, oh well, yeah. I mean, I've had friends uh, in the U.S. have uh, have to go on disability, long term disability, like you're talking about, and it's. It's, it takes a long time, uh, and it really it, it's a really hard process because there's no simple thing. You have to go to multiple doctors. You have to get mm -hmm. multiple tests done, and uh, it's just so much more 
involved. And if you're already struggling, it's even harder, I imagine, (laughs) uh, if you're already struggling to get someone to understand what you're dealing with and the fact that you can't go to work because you have all these issues. It's, uh, I, I, I'm lucky and I can, I consider myself really, really lucky and fortunate that I, I, I never hit that point, uh, with, with my own issues. Uh, so I, I feel for anyone, anyone who had, who's had to go that far. Yeah. It's, it's a scary thought, right? But you know, luckily, uh, <laughs> I, I I can definitely um, see myself. I've, I have ups and downs. I have periods where I find it incredibly difficult, and then long periods where, um, you know, the medication is is working like it should. And I can I think that everything's fine. And then you know you know how it is. You know everybody who's suffered anything similar will know that that's when you tend to kind of turn a different corner and have a downward slope. But I, I would. I'm very fortunate to have Jet Brains, um, who have been incredibly supportive, um, and I'm very fortunate to work from home because I think that makes a big difference in terms of working when you know when you're not at your best. The thought of me having to go into an office at that point would be mortifying. Like I that would I wouldn't be able to do any work if I had to go into an office and work when I'm having bad days. But that when just I compounds can, the problem. Oh, absolutely. But when I'm just sat, sometimes just being sat at my computer and hacking on something and not having anybody around is the best thing for me. And having to go into an office and interact with other people and be forced to do that would be like, I wouldn't be able to do it. I absolutely wouldn't. So I, I consider myself incredibly fortunate. My boss is amazing. Hadi at JetBrains is, is amazing. And... um. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't impact on my work very much. Certainly this year, it I don't feel like I've lost a lot of product, product, productivity. Um, but I can totally understand how other people, like as I say, imagine having to go into an office when you're, when you're having a bad day. I, I can't think of anything worse. Right, and when we're talking about you're having a bad day, it's not that you had a flat tire on the way to the office. It's <laughs> no. not that you missed your train. It's it's that you have this soul-crushing thing looming over your head, and it's going to hit you and crush all of your hopes and dreams at any point in time. I mean, so it's 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 definitely this invisible cloud uh, hanging over you. So, absolutely. Yeah, I use the term bad day. That's my own kind of way of trying to i guess like imposter syndrome like oh yeah it's just a bad day you know do you know what i mean it's like i don't right yes know, I don't, it's i don't want to admit to the fact that i i have an yeah, anxiety the, attack you know i have the same problem where it's like well i couldn't possibly be that bad and i'm not i have it so much easier than other people uh, yeah I, that's definitely related to imposter syndrome for sure it's it's a weird way for that syndrome to raise its head but it's definitely fact i i constantly um mitigate the severity of of what i deal with you know constantly i constantly think ah it's okay other people have got it worse um i have family members who have like severe um mental illness um which you know i look at them and i say oh yeah you know what i'm dealing with is nothing compared to them but yeah it's your own it's your own day and it's your own life and it, it's whatever is causing you to to um to to struggle and suffer is equally as important as as what anyone else suffers and struggles with so that's important to remember i think absolutely 
All right. Well, thank you, thank you Gary, for taking the time uh, for joining me on the podcast. Uh, is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, any product? Any service? Any? Uh, I, I will just plug my gaming podcast, Jerks Talk Games. Um, Jake, you can find all the episodes on jerkstalkgames.com. Um, you may find the 40-minute episode I recorded just before this, but with the audio completely garbled so yeah let, let's hope that's work but yeah that that's all i like to play you know that's that that'd be nice all right well thanks a lot uh thanks for listening we'll catch you next time <laughs>